600 BC. That was the year gold and silver coins were first invented and used for payments by the Lydians, a people inhabiting western Anatolia on the Aegean Sea in what is today modern Turkey. The Lydians also came up with another amazing invention. They were the first to have fixed retail merchant locations in one place. Before that, merchants traveled from place to place trying to find the customers who would buy their goods. What is surprising is that since those two inventions over two and a half millennia ago, there's actually been very little change in the basics of business for merchants and the coin makers or banks that facilitate the payments. That is until now. In this edition of FinTech Friday, getting the balance right, the new role of merchants, banks, and technology, in the new age of digital commerce. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco, and this is FinTech Friday, brought to you by Cardlings. It's great to be with you. The Lydians of Western Anatolia and Turkey were very, very clever people, but even they would have had trouble believing that their twin technology innovations of A, coins for payments, and B, fixed retail locations for store, would exist over 2,500 years later. Yet the model of how we engage in commerce has not changed all that much during all that time. Until the pandemic hit, most of us actually still did the majority of our retail purchases by going to fixed physical stores and then using a physical token to buy things. That fixed physical token being either coins, cash, or plastic credit cards. But now, all of a sudden, commerce is undergoing a profound change. Increasingly, retail locations are not fixed at a physical place. They're actually moving online and using e-commerce. The method of payments is also finally moving away from a physical form factor like a coin or a plastic card to an ethereal representation of money, for example, a digital number rather than a real physical object for exchange. Now, the new forms of digital commerce are emerging in new and very unexpected ways. The roles of merchants are changing too, and so are the roles of banks who have been the traditional players and leaders for payments. It's really not clear how things will settle. But one thing is clear, it will be fundamentally different. On today's show, we speak with a leading global expert and innovator in the payments industry. Mehmet Sezgin was a senior executive with BBVA Bank, leading the payment systems for one of the largest banks in Europe. He also served on the board of MasterCard Europe before more recently becoming the founder and CEO of MyGenie. We discuss the newly emerging global power balance between merchants, banks, and also the increasingly central role of technology providers. Good morning, Emmanuel. How are you? Thank you. Thank you very much, Silvia. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Um, so I'm speaking to you from the U.S. today. Where are you? I'm in an interesting part of the world, uh, Western Anatolia, and uh, it is actually a place where 
the Lydians found or invented rather the first coins that we use today. So the money was invented here many, many centuries ago. I think uh, before Christ's seventh century. So it makes sense that we're talking today about payments. That is great and excellent. Um, you know, we're talking today, obviously, about some changes that are occurring and how people pay. And basically, you're at the birthplace of the modern uh, exchange of payments. Uh, but Mehmet, many of our podcast listeners will actually know your very impressive history and background in payments. You were a senior executive at BBVA, depending on the year, the number one or two largest bank in Europe with significant operations in Latin America. Tell me a little bit about your very impressive background and also why you started your current company, MyGenie, where you're CEO and founder. Well, BBVA, as you said, uh, is one of the largest retail banks. Um, so we had... Uh, about uh, 13 countries uh, that we operated around the globe with uh, retail operations and cards issuing and acquiring. As you know very well, payments world has more common themes rather than differences. Common themes around you know, customer engagement, merchant and retail relationships, digital issues as to how to modernize your operations, how to design promotions, how to migrate to new technologies, uh, contactless. So all these are common themes rather than differences. So that was a great find that I was able to live through, actually, that wherever you go, uh, you meet all these great people, but you end up speaking about common themes. And I had a great time at BBVA. During that time, I also saw, was able to observe, rather, um, that U.S. banks, uh, especially retail operations, payments, mobile banking apps, compared to the rest of the world, uh, were lagging behind. And I thought, you know, with all this uh, background that I was able to uh, live through and, and gain the experience from, uh, I thought I could make a difference by bringing some of the experience into a software, uh, into an application that I could uh, provide to smaller banks and uh, regional banks, retailers, uh, so that they could have a better experience with their customers. And that's how the MyGini uh, experience and, and the company was, was formed. Fascinating story. And as you mentioned, today you're in Europe. MyGini is based in San Francisco, but you are originally from Turkey. And as you mentioned, there's been a lot of innovation around the world in payments and in offers. And Turkey in particular was a market that was really early in innovating around linking offers and loyalty points to payments. Can you share with me how that market developed the use of offers with payments in Turkey? Yeah, it's an excellent question because, you know, many times, obviously, more developed countries, when they look at the payments, just like any other industry, they think, well, emerging countries should have emerging approaches to payments as well. But that's not the case in many of these emerging countries, not only in Turkey, but if you look at in the past, for instance, South Korea, or today, if you look at Brazil or, or Mexico, a couple of things happened there that did not happen in Europe and U.S. that way. Uh, one of them is that the banks actually were probably the first large professional organizations where the talent could be attracted into. And the other thing that is a common theme in, in those countries, including Turkey, was the technology. When you come from behind, you can skip some of these steps, for instance, checks. So from cash we were able to jump into uh, you know, digital banking, into credit cards, into debit cards, into ATMs. 
So I think those two things coming together helped us to become more innovative, to try new approaches. And needless to say, uh, most of these banks in those countries are large banks, meaning they're universal banks. They're um, commercial retail uh, uh, banks that have operations in different segments. So most banks also went into acquiring relationships, established relationships with the retailers, with the merchants, developing their own point-of-sale terminal systems. I think that made a big, big change. And tell me a little bit more about that, um, working with the merchants to help them market their themselves better using payments as a vehicle. Because you very eloquently talked about many developing markets that adopted electronic payments were able to leapfrog and skip over stages. You talked about how that happened in Turkey. So tell me a little bit more about the product that you developed with those merchants to help them use payments as a form of advertising. Yeah, um, you know, you are the champion of the of the term card linking. So without knowing it, actually, we use payment transactions to create data so that we can share that, obviously, within the regulations in an aggregate manner, in a unanimous manner. So um, we try to get these uh, transactions into a data warehouse where we could mine those transactions to create meaningful buckets of information. Uh, from very early on. So in 2005, probably, we developed the first uh, merchant database where the merchants in Turkey could um, develop their own promotions. So we sort of helped them to enhance their operations, marketing uh, side of their operations, by giving them the data that they do not possess. And uh, if they had only private label and co-branded programs, they would only see a cut, a vertical cut of that. But we actually open up all our uh, card base where we could provide much uh, richer data. So I think that made a big difference. Fascinating to see that development. Um, now, you as a company, my genie, are really helping merchants struggling to survive during COVID-19. You've just launched a new service to help merchants prosper in these challenging times. Can you explain to me what that is and uh, how it works? Exactly um, right. By linking cards, all these promotions are taking place. But we looked at all these available processes around uh, in the U.S. and we saw that all of them actually invited retailers to call that company so that they could uh, have a, a call center approaching to them, helping them create uh, a promotion, an offer. And uh, so we decided to digitize that. And uh, if you go to our website, you actually create uh, uh, an account in about 30 seconds and then about, about four or five minutes you're able to create a promotion based on your own needs. And not only we use that offer for our own cardholders as MyGini, but we have partnerships with other members of yours, uh, like Empire, uh, which now became FIG. So we actually pass that on, uh, that particular promotion, to our partners. So those offers then become available to almost 60 million cardholders across the state. So in five minutes, a retailer digitally without actually calling any number is able to create a promotion and then we are able to pass that promotion to almost 60 million cardholders. And I think that's, especially in these difficult times, 
a very big plus for uh, smaller retailers. That's a really great uh, program, and I'm pleased to hear of the partnership with some of the other CardLinks member companies. I do want to ask you sort of the flip side of the question. Um, so we just talked about how MyGenie is helping merchants, but you're a longtime banker. You spent uh, decades as a very successful senior executive at a, one of the world's largest banks. Do you think that there is a role that banks should be playing to help merchants survive in this new e-commerce and mobile-first reality? What's, what's the role of banks here in terms of helping merchants? Um, it, it's a difficult question in the sense that the market is so established with legacy systems and so fragmented, even the big banks like Chase or Bank of, uh, Bank of America, who have acquiring arms, um, have in arm's length those relationships. So it is, I think at this point, will be very difficult to talk to a bank and say, hey, you know, I need your support to reach more customers. How can you help me? But what I could see is that banks could eventually understand the value and importance of this and therefore investing in some of these fintechs so that they could actually still have some sort of a relationship with those retailers so that that particular commercial relationship is not cut off completely. Great uh, perspective and um, really highlighting the importance of partnership between the incumbent established banks and and the fintechs. Um, and we're starting to see a, a lot more of that in terms of investment in those fintechs and, and sometimes outright acquisitions as well. Now, one last question I'd like to ask you about is um, merchants. Merchants are really struggling and hurting right now. What is the most important piece of advice you would give to a merchant right now in terms of how to make it through this really difficult part of the uh, economic cycle, which is, you know, quite frankly, a recession? So the only advice that I could ever try to give is that um, rather than relying on the old methods, technology is making it more possible and cheaper every day that any company can have a database of customers and try to understand different buckets and segments and behaviors of these customers so they can actually customize, personalize those offers. I'm not talking about one-to-one type of very modern and difficult marketing. But as I said, you know, buckets, I use the term buckets rather than segments. Uh, There are different buckets of customer behaviors that the retailers can try to suit themselves to, to adjust themselves. And and I think that's very important. But uh, unfortunately, having a blanket approach, okay, well, here's my store. I only sell this to whoever comes to my store or visits my website that is not uh, uh, an approach that flies in, in, in difficult times like today. So uh, I think that's the advice. Know your customer and adjust yourself to customer needs and use new technologies which are available to reach out to them. And hopefully MyGenie could be one of those companies that could help those smaller local community retailers. Great. Thank you so much, Mehmet. And really appreciate you sharing uh, your wisdom uh, from uh, many years of experience, uh, both on the banking side, but also on the payment side. Well, I thank you very much for the uh, very good questions. And uh, let's hope that uh, we get rid of this COVID uh, crisis uh, as quickly as it came <laughs> to, uh, to you know, uh, change our world. So let's change for better, hopefully. All the best and uh, look forward to having you back on the podcast soon. Bye-bye.
Thank you very much, Silvio. Bye-bye. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on payments and commerce. There's an old American saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Meaning that if a technology works, there's no need to change it. For most of our lifetimes and our parents' lifetime, and in fact, for most of the recent recorded human history, the technology of bricks and mortar shopping, it's really worked very well. But enter the pandemic and everything really started to look, well, broken. Fortunately, we have the technology to fix commerce in a post-pandemic world. And as we've learned on today's show, leading innovators are forging ahead using mobile wallets, offers, and data-driven commerce to reinvent payments, retail, and digital advertising. The future of commerce will be much more efficient, much more data-driven, and much more convenient. Something tells me the Lydians would be very, very proud. For FinTech Friday from the Cardlinks Association, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off. <laughs>